When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You got any bagpipes in this, Jordan? No. Should have wore green. Oh, right. Listen to that. It's St. Patty's Day, everyone. And Josh Ingleman and myself, Dave Lockwood, were dumb enough not to wear green. Been listening to St. Patrick's Day, you know, Irish songs, getting in the spirit all day long. Might have even done a shot of Jameson when I woke up. That's not true. I will, though. Don't tempt me. But Jordan Klein coming through with the heavy Irish music to kick off today's show. We're happy to have everyone with us. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Again, I am Dave Lockwood on Twitter at Lafayette underscore D with me. Josh Ingeman at Josh Ingeman, who literally did not know it was St. Patrick's Day until what, 30 seconds? I don't blame you, though, because yeah. if it's on a weekday, it kind of doesn't exist. You know it, doesn't I mean? ex- it doesn't exist to me at all, no matter what. If it were 10 years ago, maybe. I don't. I'm not Irish. I'm not going out to drink. I don't want to eat any of their food. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I don't see what the difference, I don't see where the connection there is, but um, what I do know is if it was on a Saturday, you probably would know about it. I would be more likely to know about it. It wouldn't impact my life at all. Okay, fair enough. I'm not not going out and slamming green beers and stuff anymore. I'm I'm well past. I'm not drinking Jameson that much, I could tell you. I'll be drinking cognac. So whatever, what's the French holiday? You're talking about the, the French 4th of July, Bastille Day? Oh, that'll work. Yeah, I'll celebrate that moving forward if that means that I can drink uh, the things that I want to drink. Are you a Frenchman? No. No. I don't know. I like French fries. I can say, je suis un petit crabe, because Tom Green used to say that a bunch on his show. That's the best I could do for France. So you have no idea what you even are. You're just a, a mix of... I, I was just looking at it. It's just all the poor areas of Europe, Poland, Slovakia, just places that no one wants to go on purpose. You don't look for Airbnbs in all of the places that I am from. <laughs> That's Except not for true. Poland. Po- Poland Poland's is nice beautiful, places. man. Yeah. Well, in some places of Poland. My, my ancestors weren't living in the city being like entrepreneurs in Poland. They were like digging potatoes out of the dirt. It's, it's fair. But I mean, you're not coming to grab an airbnb in camden if you're coming to the united states either so you know they all we all have our bright spots yeah i don't want to go there either <laughs> anyway we're happy to have you guys here hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet 
you know how it works. The YouTube algorithm. We're trying to combat that. They don't take us seriously. They don't think DFS players are, are for real. They don't think sports betters are for real. They don't care about us. They'd rather listen to a Stephen A. Smith rant and fight against Kendrick Perkins on who is the MVP, even though we know the clear answer was Joel Embiid before the uh, got injured. But yeah, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Help us out. It does so much for us here on the channel, and we appreciate your support. So, Josh, we got 10 games. Yeah. And um, some pretty significant injury news. But before we do, let's take a look at Fantasy Cruncher lineup study. Of course, you can get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on on awesomeo.com check that out if you decide to sign up and use the promo code shamrock to get 50 percent off your first week at awesomeo.com all access everything on the week using the promo code shamrock 50 percent off check that out it's over today at the end of today it's gone it's done it's it ceases to exist so check it out awesomeo.com slash promos all of our tools everything built by alex baker himself number one ranked dfs player in the world our articles, ownership projections, boom bust tool, lineup builder, you name it. We got all of that at awesomeo.com. Check it out, slash promos, of course, and use that promo code SHAMROCK. What do we got under lineup study, Josh? Well, it would be great if we had lineup study on FanDuel for today because there were a wealth of Osmo logos at the top. Uh, uh, Alex himself finished third. Uh, Tom, I think, finished sixth. Some the, the guy that won was in my process stream this morning. Uh, number two was one of our premium subs as well. Uh, we we cleaned up pretty good on FanDuel, took most of the uh, payout structure. But on DraftKings, uh, winning lineup goes to Stevie Ballgame. Uh, seven lineups for old Stevie Ballgame. If we take a look at it, it's Kevin Porter Jr., Oladipo, Gallo, Daniel Tice, Moses Brown, who went bu- 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 bonkers last night. Damian Is Lillard. Is that unbelievable or what? 75. Right. I know. Mo, the Moses Brown thing. If I knew he was playing 30 minutes, I'd have had 100%. John Collins, Taylor Horton Tucker. I did have essentially 100% of John Collins last night, so I'm okay with that. 97% yeah. Collins once that news hit. And then THT, again, optimal lineup. Look at this, dude. So my main lineup, my single entry, the uh, lineup that I put in all of my single entry stuff. This is pretty, pretty wild. I'm looking at this. I hadn't seen lineup study, Josh had Porter and Oladipo. Now, granted, I thought I was being a little bit different on DraftKings with that. They ended up being a lot higher owned than we expected. Okay. Uh, I have both of them. I also had Moses Brown. I played Lillard had John Collins. So that was, those were my, my lineup. Uh, Did I say Moses Brown? I think I did. Yeah. And Danilo Gallinari. So it was a 2v2 from what we're seeing here. And it was probably a 60-point swing. So do it. That that I mean, no complaints. Obviously, you, there's nothing worse than someone being like, oh, I almost hit it. We were almost there. Like, well, you need everything in, in DFS. I get that. But uh, who 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 was it? Pogachevsky? Yeah, he was terrible. And and another one that was just, oh, oh, uh, K.J. Martin Jr., who I, I killed the minutes. He played 34 minutes off the bench. He yeah. just ended up being terrible. That's That one was a problem for me. So I had him in the lineup that I had that finished 31st. Uh, if he gets to his target score, 10 more fantasy points, that puts me into second. I had him in 97% of my lineups mm. on FanDuel last night. Flat minimum on FanDuel. So very different play than he was on DraftKings yesterday. But uh, given his amount of minutes, I was even happy. Like, if you just tell me what his minutes were yesterday, 
I just assume that I am 100% right to have him in basically everything. Slight bad break there. Can't really complain, but that was basically the difference. I needed him to hit his mark, and he didn't. Um, the Tice game last night, just since we're talking about it, and he's in the optimal on DraftKings, so frustrating. I didn't expect him to get any real additional run when Tristan Thompson got ruled out, and he didn't. He still played 26 minutes. It was exactly what I projected him for. It just so happens that he smashed in that time. I was frustrated because I thought he was going to provide a power forward score that you had to have on FanDuel, and I didn't have all that much. In fact, I had zero because I didn't think it was that great of a play. Luckily, uh, he just didn't get the same minutes. I thought he was going to end up playing like 34 and go for like 50 fantasy points, and it just didn't happen. So I felt happy being right about the minutes, and it didn't even matter in the long run. (laughs) No, it didn't. A lot of things don't tell you that much. But when it came to Martin Jr., he was a little bit expensive on DraftKings, but the way I saw it was if you look at those rotations, um, he was was set to get big minutes anyway. Patton doesn't close games out. Um, it is clear that in blowouts and in close games, Martin was getting the the run. And this game ended up, fortunately enough for me, ended up where Atlanta covered and and covered quite easily towards the end. But they were up 25 or so points in the first half. And then it's a a five-point game in the fourth quarter. So I loved it. I watched the whole game. Well, the whole game, uh, basically the second quarter on. I watched, yeah, I was going to say I watched the second half and on because I, you know, I was invested both from a DFS standpoint. I was super overweight on on Houston just because I I thought they were going to be a little less owned than they were on DraftKings, not on Fandle, on DraftKings where the prices were all pretty elevated, you know? Yeah. Still, uh, I mean, Jay Sean Tate was the guy you really needed coming out of uh, Houston. He went nuts 46 and a half. I couldn't get to him in all those, in that lineup I'm telling you about anyway. So 2% owned on DraftKings last night. Yeah, wasn't he like 5,900 or something? He was 5,700. 57, yeah. But, right. I mean, eight active bodies for Houston, like it's just... Against Atlanta, nonetheless. Yeah, someone someone was going nuts. I had a ton of that game, so it was kind of exciting. But ultimately, didn't matter. Profitable. I will take anytime it's in the green, I'm yeah. good to go. I can't complain too much, but uh, sometimes you just need those balls to fall in your way. And like last night wasn't that night for me, even though I had a bunch of bullets. It's kind of frustrating. For sure. I did crush the triple diamonds online slots on DraftKings, though. Yeah, I, I played some uh, Golden Buffaloes with my man Ben Razza yesterday after we finished recording our PGA betting video. Go check that out, by the way. Uh, gorillas didn't go that well. So uh, maybe maybe Ben didn't want to lose at Golden Gorillas, and that's why he bought a moon cat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day I'll get withdrawal privileges on Top Shot, even though I'm one of the first people to even go on that damn site. Still don't have with John. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what we do have though, Josh? We're going to jump into it right now. We got yeah, some uh, super chats. And Andrew Kang, once again, coming in hot, says, Good morning. Hope you guys crushed last night. For pay up, do you like Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Moore, or about even? I love Sabonis tonight versus Nets. Why does Sabonis never get any love? Because he's boring? Question mark. We will hit on all of that throughout the show. I yeah. promise you that. And Hank says, Got a $400 hit off a of player prop parlay last night. Nice. Beautiful. It's $10 or, or uh, $10. It's light, but appreciate y'all. Everything's appreciated, man. We appreciate yeah. you. All right. You ready to make this happen? Let's do it, dude. Okay. Oh, and by the way, one reason that you should probably not over, don't overcomplicate things on who's going to be guarding who in 2021 when it comes to NBA. Yesterday, 
Ben Simmons was guarding RJ Barrett for most of the game. So I was so much chatter about he's yeah. going to be on Randall. Well, he wasn't for a lot of the game and Randall still did nothing in the second half. Do you get what I'm saying here, Josh? It was like, yeah. even though Simmons wasn't guarding him, Randall still had a bad game. Adam says it all the time. It's not something he factors in anymore. And, and I really don't think, unless it's a very specific situation, I don't think he should be. I don't ever look at it. So we're on the same page. Sacramento, Washington, let's kick it off. Let's Sacramento, it. yeah, Sacramento Kings. We got 10 games, two and a half point dogs uh, against the Wizards, 246 total here. So we're in business, baby. I'm really, really interested to see what your process is when it comes to the center position. You've got no <laughs> Marvin Bag, or sorry, the front court. You have no Marvin Bagley. Hassan Whiteside also might not play. Is this a spot where we're we're looking towards them against Washington? I mean, it's a phenomenal matchup. Nemanja yeah. Bielitsa, Rashawn Holmes. How do we target this front court without Marvin Bagley? Yeah, that's a great question. One that I'm not entirely sure I know the answer to quite yet. Okay which isn't fun. So first and foremost, Rashawn Holmes is going to get a ton of minutes. I have him in for 34 right now. He's just firmly going to get all obvious starter run at the center spot. And he looks like a fantastic play. I I wouldn't try to avoid him. We have him projected for, well, I'm not even going to read off his ownership. It doesn't matter. There's no way it's correct. Uh, He should be owned and pretty and owned pretty aggressively. Uh, It's a fantastic matchup pace up spot against Washington as big as it gets. So I think Rashawn Holmes looks the best of anyone on Sacramento. Clearly no problem getting to De'Aaron Fox in the nines, but he's just expensive. Now my assumption here is that if Whiteside plays, he just plays the backup center run and you can see Nemanja Bielitsa play. I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 28 minutes, depending on how this shakes out. Does he start at the four? I don't know. Do they move Halliburton into the starting lineup and have Harrison Barnes at the four? I don't really know right now. I don't know how long Halliburton can be out there. I gave him 30 minutes. We'll see where that transitions to. Even if Nemanja Bielitsa is a 24-minute game, 24-minute guy for today, which I think is a reasonable assumption right now, and I think that there's definitely ability to go higher, to me, he still looks like a nice value play, particularly on DraftKings, where he's only 3,700. So I have no problem getting to be Elita for 3,700 at 24 minutes. And if you find out that he's starting and we move that number to like 28, the Elita is one of the best plays on the slate. Okay. Bold call there, but it makes sense. And I think a lot of people have some basketball-related PTSD when it comes to Nemanja Bielitsa because sure. – Luke Walton has been pretty pretty quick to to not even play him at all or sometimes give him the bulk of the run in place of whoever's out that day. I do remember earlier in the year, I think it was mid mid February, he played like 35 minutes on that first game where he was a value option and yeah. a lot of people were were worried about him. And then a lot of people say, "Oh, he played 35 minutes. He had a huge game." I'm looking at now 25 and eight, 43 uh, and a half DraftKings points. Shot 21 times, and then they play him the next game. Josh, he plays 12 minutes. Yep, that's that's the thing. Like you can't really be confident in what's going to happen here. Maybe they give Jabari Parker 12 minutes or something. Maybe it's Justin James that picks up additional run. They could just give Corey Joseph 28 minutes and slide everybody down a spot and move Barnes to the four. So it's 
tenuous at best, but I think a 24 minute projection is enough of a baseline that it looks good, but Fox Holmes, Halliburton Barnes healed. Like you should be playing all of those guys today against Washington, huge total, huge pace. It's just a really great fantasy game. It's a great game. And and by the way, just to clarify, I still like Billy a lot. He's, he's really cheap. Yeah. And I anticipate him getting minutes. And the good thing is even if he doesn't get a ton of minutes, He's facing the Washington Wizards in a game that has a total close to 250. So uh, all in all, Josh, there are a bunch of games that we won't spend as much time on. I think just given the total here, you said your top plays are who for Sacramento? So on FanDuel, three-headed monster, Fox, Holmes, and Barnes, I see all pretty close together. Fox clearly on a different salary tier. On DraftKings, I think Holmes, Halliburton, and Bielitsa are the three best plays, but you should still be getting to Fox, Heald, and Barnes pretty aggressively too. The way we have them projected, they're under-owned right now to me, and I would like to get a lot of Sacramento. Okay. De'Aaron Fox, by the way, has been on an absolute tear, uh, and it's just a matter of whether or not you buy into that salary of his because he's plus 9,000 on DraftKings, but it actually makes some sense. I don't know what his ownership is going to be. We have him at probably unowned on DraftKings. Yeah, virtually unowned on DraftKings. To me, that's wrong. I would want a lot more than 6% against the Wizards. For sure, even at that price. What are you doing with the Washington Wizards side of this one? So this one's pretty easy to me with one caveat. You're playing Bradley Beal and you're playing Russell Westbrook. And those are the only two guys that you're actually playing with any sort of regularity. They're both 20% owned on FanDuel. They're both about 18% owned on DraftKings. I think they're a little bit over-owned on DK, uh, more viable on FanDuel. Like Beal's 9,500 on FanDuel against Sacramento in a track meet. I'm totally in there. He's 9,300 on DraftKings. I think that's fine as well. Russ's price has come up a little bit. You still want to get to him here. This is as good as it gets from a matchup perspective. The real question comes down to what in the world is Washington center rotation going to be? Because I don't think it has to be Alex Len at the five for this game now that it's Holmes on the other side. So I wouldn't be surprised if we went back to Mo Wagner in this spot. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Robin Lopez. I truly, like Robin Lopez barely played the last game. I have no idea what they're going to do at center. I think whoever starts is at least like semi-viable. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm probably ignoring most of Washington outside of Beal and Westbrook. If you want random flyers, full-on contrarian plays on DK, Denny or Bertans are both guys that could see more minutes, but I don't even know if they do. I have no confidence in it. It's just a really good game to take shots at. Okay, so we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Your favorite play, if you had to pick one from each side of this game uh, on DraftKings and on FanDuel. Favorite play on FanDuel is a tie between Beal and Fox. Um, They grayed out spot on the exact same for me. Uh, So flip a coin there or play them both. On DraftKings, it is uh, Nemanja Beal leads at 3,700. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know 
know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Again, a little bit trigger shy there, but yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay getting there against Washington. It's just such a great spot. The conditions here can't get any better. Right. Um, and by the way, it's not just like, Josh, I'm almost tempted to take the over on this game. Sacramento has the worst defensive rating in the entire league. You know, yeah. they play not- fast too. Well, here's the, here's the tricky thing. Uh, not that it's, they're going to suddenly become a good defense, but it's going to get better with Bagley out. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, look, he's I, one of the worst defensive players in the league. He's uh, bad. He's bad. But I, I'm not. Uh, they're not going to suddenly become like average, but right. they well, will guess, improve. Sure. I, I guess the question is, you know, how much difference does Bielitsa make or Jabari Parker make? Well, Javari Parker doesn't make any because uh, it must be like Duke power forwards because both of those guys are uh, dog duty on defense. <laughs> Toronto, Detroit, a uh, lot of injury news in this game. Right now, the, yeah. the Raptors are laying three and a half points, 216 and a half total. But you've got OG Ananobi still out. You have Van Vliet doubtful and Pascal Siakam questionable. This is, you know, they're, they're one, two, and they're three. Well, sorry, they're one, they're two and they're four would you put lowry two on this team or would you put him three Van, when you, when is the game being one? played when's the game being played what is this a regular season game or a playoff game it's today baby oh then i don't know it's weird kyle lowry is the the start like the straw that serves the drink it is not inaccurate what you said either way he's playing and yeah. there's a decent likelihood that Kyle Lowry is going to be the de facto number one today, yeah. given that Van Vliet's not expected to play. We don't know what's going on with Siakam and OG Ananobi's out. What are you doing right now? I know it's early, and that's why we have the tip-off show, the deeper yeah. dive, live before lock, and all of that. What are you doing with this situation now? Yeah, admittedly, this was a team that I basically skipped on the process show this morning because what are you they supposed play it. Yeah. Yeah, they play at seven. We're going to get this information one way or the other. Siakam is questionable. I put him in. I don't know what kind of minutes he could possibly play. Uh, assuming he's the only one back, like this whole Toronto team's going unowned. Play a little bit of Kyle Lowry. Play a little bit of Norm Powell. Play a little bit of Chris Boucher. Like, I don't think any of those things are problems, but it's not a great game for fantasy. If Siakam's back, we're losing touches. We have no idea what the minutes will be. And these guys have already seen their salaries rise because everybody's been out. So nothing here is more than contrarian GPP options. There are no cash plays here. If you get to any of the big three or big three and a half, whatever you want to call it for this one, I think that's okay in large field tournaments. There are no priorities here. Okay. Man, it's so strange that there aren't, but all of these prices have corrected. And if this were a situation where these guys were out for the first time in a while, this might be the best team to target on the slate. But yeah, like if Siakam is out, I'm going to get to Lowry and Powell and Boucher. I, I don't know if their ownership comes up at all. But if Siakam just happens to be out for this one too, I think those three guys are still like perfectly acceptable 10 to 15 percenters today. On a 10-game slate, like, that's a lot, kind of. 
with Van Vliet and OG Ananobia, what would you do if Siakam's out with Norman Powell? Because his price has come up, but he's actually played pretty solid basketball. I, I don't mind him. I actually think he's the best play on DraftKings out of Toronto, and that's with Siakam in. I have Norm Powell uh, projected to be in the optimal lineup about 14% of the time on DK. So I'm okay. still going to get there. 7,500. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Boucher? Uh, I mean, he just scares me, but he's such a good permanent performer that like, I'm willing to take those risks. I like him a little bit more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings, but he would be someone I'd be happy to get to in around 10%. Okay. So it's really all contingent on what happens with Pascal Siakam. A hundred percent. They are much more playable if Siakam is out and they are eh, if he's in. What about Detroit? They're missing or could be missing some players that aren't exactly marquee names like the uh, Toronto Raptors are dealing with, but uh, they brought Hamadou Diallo over. He's out. Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. Wayne Ellington's doubtful. Rodney Magruder's questionable. Again, not huge names, Josh, but it, it adds up when you start taking three, four guys out of the rotation. The problem is um, who really benefits enough to, to roster them today? Do you see anyone for Detroit that if things break in a certain direction might be worthwhile? Yeah, so Jeremy Grant is just permanently in play. Um, I, I'll just get to him pretty regularly although the the bloom is coming off the rose at least a little bit it had as of to. late well so here's the thing though i also think that the team is getting significantly worse and i think that they're given the ability to like key in on him a little bit more not having blake griffin out there i think is actually a problem for jeremy grant to try to continue to dominate when your point guard stops being delon right for decent chunks and it becomes Sabin Lee and Dennis Smith Jr., the team's going to look a little bit worse. They're playing Rodney Magruder and Seku a ton of minutes. So I'm not surprised that his like performance is coming down because there's just no talent here, really. It's, it's kind of bad for him. Anyway, play some Jeremy Grant. It's always in play. A little bit of DeLon Wright because he's starting totally fine. You would think Josh Jackson would start getting more minutes, but apparently that's not a thing. But I don't mind going there in like the 10% range. But once again, sort of similar to Toronto. There are no like cash game lock type plays here. We're talking about GPP contrarian flyers and nothing more. If Magruder ends up out, you know, maybe Josh Jackson just kind of has to get a couple extra minutes and becomes viable. But really, Jeremy Grant will be the only guy that I'm getting to with any sort of major regularity. Yeah, and I don't really worry too much about not getting my uh, to a lot of Detroit myself. Yeah, I, I, I frequently talk about someone in Mason Plumley, and as it stands right now, he actually is getting the most ownership of anybody on this Detroit team. But just your aggregate ownership on them is very low, probably going to be uh, one of the lower ones on this slate. So, yep, they're not a priority. Nope, Mason Plumley, you can always rely on him to get you a low, a high floor. You know, he's just consistently gives you at least 30. It's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. but I need more minutes from him. I, I can't, I can't, he, he hasn't played 30 plus minutes in yeah. like eight games now. So yeah. Yeah. I think they should try to trade him. He probably has decent trade value, but I guess the question is what teams, what teams need a center? Like I, he's a versatile center, but what teams actually need him to get better? Toronto. <laughs> What? Toronto? He's yeah, only got I mean, one more I, that, year on his deal. His third year is uh, fully non-guaranteed. So, you know, if you if you need some sort of starting center, it's not the worst idea in the world. But they have no use for him. They have no use for anything here. If I'm Detroit, I'm selling off everything. Just forfeit the rest of the season? 
I mean, Houston's lost like 16 straight. Could you really be worse than that? No, Houston's the worst team in the league. We talked yeah. about Minnesota being the worst team in the league. It's Houston, man. Right now, yeah. in the in their current form. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, off. you know, no surprises there. Yeah, and injuries. All right, let's talk about Brooklyn and Indy then. And guys, remember, all of, and girls, all of our shows available in podcast form, if you wanted to check that out, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, any podcast platform of your choosing, it's available. So you don't want to put your, you don't want to have your phone open. Maybe you don't have YouTube premium. You should, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you get rid of those ads and all that stuff. But if you don't have that, listen on iTunes, listen or, uh, on the Apple podcast anywhere. So right after these shows are live, right after they end, we go straight onto the podcast platform. So if you didn't know that now you do, and be sure to leave us a review and a rating. Uh, it helps us a lot. If you like the show, it is a, a simple way to support us. So appreciate that as well. What about the uh, the Brooklyn Nets here? Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin remain out. Um, they're three and a half point favorites, 234 total. What are we doing with, and we had that question from Andrew earlier about the top price guys. We will get to all of that, starting with James Harden. I like Harden a lot. Uh, it was in the Contenders video, 11K on FanDuel, 10.9 on DraftKings. He's 20 plus percent owned on both sites. I like him more on FanDuel just because of the way that the positions are set up today. But I have no problem paying up for him uh, on DK. Like, I expect this game to be close. He's going to play 37, 38 minutes. He's been at 1.52 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. It's basically exactly where I'm projecting him. It's just a crazy ceiling. I mean, he's fully likely to drop like a 25, 15, and 10 game tonight. If he gets a couple stocks or something, even better. After that, I don't see Brooklyn as something you want to get too much of. I don't really like the prices on DraftKings. Kyrie viable on FanDuel. Joe Harris down to 3,800, but he doesn't really do anything other than shoot. DeAndre Jordan is 4,300. If you need a value center, I don't think that's crazy. But Harden is uh, the, the only key piece here. The only guy that you would have any sort of extended ownership on. His ownership right now, and of course, this changes throughout the day, so be aware of that. It's always in flux. It's the most accurate leading up to lock. His ownership around 20% on DraftKings. It seems to make sense. I mean, it's a 10-game slate. On Fandle, you're getting him around 26.5%. What did you get of him on your initial runs? Uh, he hit 24% in my sim on FanDuel, 14 on DraftKings. Okay, so pretty close, closer on FanDuel. Yeah. Do you like anyone from Indy? Devonis Sabonis, Curtis mm -hmm. Levert being back. Um, there's a lot of concern about Devonis Sabonis and the fact that Karis Levert has been introduced into this offense. But uh, if you actually look at Sabonis, it's not that far off from what we've seen. He's got some low, field, uh, low shot volume, low usage days where he just gives you a ton of rebounds and a ton of assists. But I just still think he might be a little bit expensive in most spots. Brooklyn's defense is better than they were earlier in the year. And there are so many good plays on this slate, but maybe you have a different opinion. Wow. Lots of uh, awesome employees hanging out in chat right now. I saw Emac, Jordan Klein popping up. We've got some new people showing up in the chat. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that yet or not. I just know that it's our information. So I won't announce it if it's not true publicly, <laughs> but anyway, I see what uh, you're saying. yeah. So we need to touch on one thing before we touch on the rest of the slate. Let's just start here. Indiana is not all that interesting, but FanDuel's dumb and asleep at the wheel and they price Karis LeVert at 4,400. So uh, he's the aggressive chalk. He's projected for 53% ownership right now. Um, that is fully warranted. He is the, to me, second best play on the slate on FanDuel today. 
you cannot get away from a $4,400 Karis LeVert. I don't know what they're doing. He's playing the minutes. It's stupid. It's wrong. And now 50% of GPP lineups are going to have him and 85% of cash lineups are going to have him. It's silly, but he's completely unavoidable here today. He's basically a no-risk proposition. What an awful price point. It's dumb. It's truly dumb. He he's priced be- like Justin Holiday on DraftKings. What's that? Justin Holiday's 4500 on DK. Like, Karis LeVert should be $6,000. I was just going to say $6,000, $6,200. That's where he should be. He's played 27 and 29 minutes. Um, he's been involved. It, it, it's it's really strange that he's I, at that price point. So I make I, I don't understand how it happens. I also don't understand how you can confidently get away from him just because he's chalk. No, I'll probably on FanDuel tonight. I'll probably have eighty to ninety, and I I don't see why you wouldn't. No. So what? And then I don't I don't need anything else from Indiana. Like again, it's the same thing we talk about a lot. Like if you get Sabonis or Brogdon, these guys play thirty five minutes. They have elite level ceilings for their price tags. It's just, they're already owned at like 10%. That's where they should be. Exactly. Yeah. And there's just so many good top price plays on this slate. It's very similar to, to Monday's slate. Yesterday was a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, this one is not, you have a lot of players yeah. that are in particularly good spots uh, and are very good players. And we're going to get to more of them right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks are facing the Joel Embiid-less Philadelphia 76ers, which sucks if you're just a basketball fan because that matchup has actually been really enjoyable over the few, past few years. Embiid versus Giannis, it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're six-point favorites on the road. And I got to say, and you mentioned it yesterday, Giannis, or I'm sorry, Joel Embiid off the floor, I think you said their defensive rating goes up by five points per, per 100 possessions, right? Something so, in that neighborhood. Something, yeah, something around there. But it's still good. Uh, the thing is, though, I'm not necessarily sure any way to contain Giannis today. I mentioned yesterday Julius Randle is somebody that will try to back you down. He'll try to use that frame of his to back you down. They did a very good job of stopping him, but he can't get ahead of steam like Giannis can and take three strides from behind his own basket, Josh, and be at the rim. So I, I don't know. Maybe you think – no one can really stop Giannis for, for what it's worth, but yeah. I'm not particularly worried about this matchup is what I was getting at. No, uh, like I think that Giannis right now is appropriately owned. He's 23% owned on FanDuel, and that's exactly where I have him. He's yep. 18% on DraftKings. I don't see any real issue with that either. It's, you know, you're going to expect Giannis to score like 1.7 fantasy points per minute in this game and play a ton of minutes. He's always a fantastic play because of the way the positions are set up on FanDuel. Like I think, I just think it's easier to get to Harden at shooting guard than Giannis at power forward. But I mean, it, that's all sort of just besides the point. He looks great against Philly with no Embiid. It's a fantastic spot for him. Do you like anyone else from Milwaukee? Maybe your top 10 player, Chris Middleton. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> I never said he was a top 10 player, but that's neither. You certainly today. did. A top 10 player in the NBA. Yes, you absolutely did. Never. Jordan Klein is over here nodding his head yes. Sure you did. Never. We went through this. There's no way he's top 10. Okay. 15. You see this? You can't see my feet. You can't see my feet. I'm not clogging because of St. Patrick's Day. Josh, I'm backpedaling. No. I'm backpedaling. 
Top 15. Anyway, no, uh, not really. He is getting a little bit of ownership on FanDuel. I don't really agree with it. Uh, If you get to Middleton or uh, Drew Holiday, that's cool. But yeah, Caleb Brunner knows what's up. I think it was top 15. Exactly. No, I brought up top 15. We'll go back. We'll go back. I think I can find this show. We'll, we'll a lot of people saying 15. Okay. All right. You still said he was better than Jimmy Butler. I don't know if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you know what? I was mistaken, I think, because wasn't top 10 that ridiculous like clickbait rankings that came out and put Middleton number 10. I think that's what it was. Remember last year? Oh, I don't know. And you actually, I believe, just as the contrarian that you are, were like, oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, again, I don't think it's – that's not contrarian. That's smart. All right, what are we I'm doing? Smart. With oh, and by the way, thank you for the super chat uh, from KB. Nice little hefty chunk there. It says, congrats on the baby, Laffy. Appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Go ahead. I, I got nothing else to say about Milwaukee. It's, it's it's not really fun to face Philly. It should be a better matchup, but these guys don't really have great prices. They, outside of Holiday and Middleton, like there's not a lot of value that I see. Forty nine hundred dollar Brook Lopez. If you think he plays the extra minutes, is like an okay contrarian center, but it's not for me. It's just Giannis. What about Philly? Like yesterday, Ben Simmons was kind of Ben Simmonsy. And he was fine, but the shot volume was just – usage was okay. You know, actually, it was pretty low, all things considered. He didn't get to the free throw line more than once. Uh, Tobias Harris, who looked at the crowd, 3,100 ruckus fans at the Wells Fargo Center and said, I'm an all-star, screamed it. Maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. I don't know, Josh. But if you want to play him, you're going to be paying – a not a premium, but you're going to be paying a decent amount for him or for Ben Simmons. I'm actually very interested to know where you stand with this Philly team today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I like them a lot more on FanDuel. Ben Simmons is 7,900 on FanDuel. 8,900 on DraftKings. Just wildly different plays. He's getting ownership on FanDuel and he should. I agree with it. Similar story for Tobias Harris. 7,800 and 8,400. I would greatly prefer Tobias Harris on FanDuel. He is going a little bit over-owned, but he's certainly in the mix of guys that you should have about 20% of. Finally, and this one's not going to be fun, I think you got to take a look at Tony Bradley at the flat minimum on FanDuel because he's a power forward. Did not get the minutes yesterday. And by the way, he was on my do not play list yesterday, or at least play less of. uh, I didn't really like that spot for him yesterday. There was enough value elsewhere to not have to hope and pray. It's not the sort of the same slate today. So flat minimum Tony Bradley, I've got him in for 22 minutes. He's a guy that you probably want to have like 10 to 15% of. I think he makes for a nice value play on DraftKings, though. I think you have to largely ignore Philly outside of Ben Simmons and Harris. And even then it's minimal. Jordan Klein just sent me this uh, DM. It was, yeah, it was, what was a bleacher report, Jordan? Yeah. They had Chris Middleton as the 10th best player in the league. Okay. Do they have anybody, do they have anybody behind him? Absolutely asinine. 
Like who's 11, 12, 13? Okay, so 11, 12, and 13. Hold on, let me scroll down here. And where's Jimmy Butler on that list? 11, yeah. So 11 okay. is Jason Tatum. Okay. Which, you know. I would rather have Tatum five years from now. 12, I think right. is, M 12 is Embiid. Okay, that's. I mean, I don't care, Jordan. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, like, is Chris Middleton more likely to provide, like, a season's worth of value over Embiid? Maybe. It's probably close. But in a one-game spot, it's Embiid by a mile. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. Like, Middleton's generally pretty healthy. He's going to be out there. He probably ends up playing, like, a couple hundred minutes easily more than Embiid in most seasons. Like, he can close the gap in volume. But it's not on any sort of like rate stat type stuff. No, not at all. Anyway, that's that's what it was. You did yeah. maybe you said top fifteen. I still think you probably. Where's said Jimmy? Top. Where's Jimmy Butler on that list, Jordan? I closed out of it. Let, let's take, Jordan will let us know once he finds it. Um, so, is there any other interest in Philly, or are those pretty much the guys you're looking at here? That's all I'm looking at, really. Okay, Sim Simmons, Harris, Bradley on Fanduel. Simmons Harris minimally on DraftKings. So you've got Boston and Cleveland. The Boston Celtics uh, on the road are what are they? Eight and a half point. Yeah, eight and a half point favorites. Another low total here, two fourteen. Still waiting on Tristan Thompson. Questionable COVID nineteen protocols. I, I don't know if he's playing or not, but if he doesn't play, Josh, you actually kind of broke down the center rotation earlier when we were revisiting yesterday's slate. Yeah. I hate, 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 hate this game. I really, really do. Okay, Butler's not – even that. I, I get it's 2019, but still. Yeah. I mean, I don't, need, I don't think he's actually nine either in real life, but that's neither here nor there. Me neither. Although this year he's playing just insane basketball. Uh, he has been absolutely, truly fantastic. Um, anyway, back to Boston and Cleveland here. I, I don't really think that we do much to this rotation other than ripping Kemba out of it. And I don't even see it opening up anybody other than what do you think about flat minimum Jeff Teague today? Eric, he's not top five right now. Like I'm as no. big of a uh, Jimmy Butler backer as anyone. He's not top 10, but he's not top five. Uh, what am I doing with, would you say a minimum salary Jeff Teague? Yeah. Is that what you said? He's 3K, no Kemba tonight, likely, on a back-to-back. -back. Yeah, if Kemba's out – well, okay, let's do this then. Assuming Kemba's out, how do we envision this rotation working? You're going to have Jeff Teague. You're going to have some some Peyton Pritchard. How many minutes at the point guard position, position between the two of them do you think we see, and do you think we see any overlap? Well, so the, the bigger question is then, is it actually going to be Javante Green? The it last time – the last time that Kemba sat out, February 28th, Javante Green played 33 minutes. Now, Marcus Smart was still out at that point. So, I, you know, I, I don't think that he's going to see any sort of that run. But there's an interesting dynamic here between Teague, Jeff Green, and I guess to a lesser extent, Peyton Pritchard. Because I don't think that they're opening up Marcus Smart's minutes in this one just because Kemba's out. They're, they're going to baby him on his way back. Just, it it's not doing them any good to, like, run Smart into the ground. So, I kind of just split the difference. I gave 22 to Teague, 22 to Peyton Pritchard, 21 to Javante Green, and it kind of just makes all of them look uneventful. So 
the only the only reason I didn't mention him, I, I think you could definitely be right though, is because he has he's he's played seven minutes since that game where he played thirty three minutes. So the only game he's played was a couple of days ago against Houston when they were up by a hundred. Devontae Green hasn't seen the floor other than that since he played thirty three minutes in that game without Kemba. So that yeah. throws a wrench into the works for sure, man. Yeah, that's I mean that's sort of how they do it. They rip these guys out of the bench just to throw them back into the fire. So when push comes to shove, it's Jason Tatum for 9K on FanDuel and Jalen Brown for 7,300. Jalen Brown picking up a lot of ownership. I think it's a little high. I think I would rather get to Tatum actually on FanDuel. And then on DraftKings, they're getting way more ownership than I was expecting. Daniel Tice, 4,100 again, but we saw it last night. He played 26 minutes even with him out. If that's going to be just sort of his range, you can't expect him to go for 1.5 fantasy points per minute every time. I don't mind the value. I don't think he should be as popular as he is right now. I think the best play from Boston on DraftKings is probably Jalen Brown at 7,700. Okay. Any options that you like from Cleveland today? Hmm. Well, uh, Larry Nance is 4,700 on DraftKings, so you can clearly go right back to him. He's 4,900 on FanDuel. Played monster minutes yesterday, too. I will get to Larry Nance, and that is basically it. Cleveland really tough spot against Boston 218 or something around their total a uh, terrible defensive matchup Cleveland just has not been good as of late so it's pretty much Nance and nothing else all right then I say we move this one forward talk about the Golden State Warriors and Houston and by the way you'll see that uh, I have and Jordan's going to put it up on the screen just the the names of players that are out once we get to, to Houston I'm including guys like Gordon and Tucker so because I just want you to be able to visualize just how decimated they are in the event that House and Ben McLemore are out again. Because Victor Oladipo is not expected to play today on the second of a back-to-back. And I'm operating under the assumption that Christian Wood probably still isn't able to return. So um, unless, Josh, you, unless you know something different than I do. But. He's, question, he's questionable, and they talked about him coming back for this game. Uh, I actually projected him in. Okay. Fair enough. I, I just, I've, I've heard a couple of times that he's questionable and then he just continues to not play. So uh, if he plays, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. We'll handle it from, from both angles uh, with him in and with him out. They're 12 and a half point dogs though, 228 and a half total. They're playing their second of a back-to-back. They're just a, an awful, awful team. I've been doing really well betting against Houston at every single turn recently, you know, just every single turn. And, 12 and a half points is a lot, but given their track record, what we've seen from them, they might lose this by 30. So I don't know, man. I guess we'll start it off with, with Golden State and get that one out of the way first. Yeah, so obviously a fantastic matchup for Golden State. Um, I don't think that anybody individually stands out. You're basically will, you should be willing to play their starting five, and that's it. Curry, Wiggins, Draymond, and Oubre. Uh, they all look pretty similar on FanDuel. I don't really have any leans. I think Wiggins actually at 5,400 would be the guy that I'd be looking to most. But the guy that we need to really talk about is James Wiseman is 3,800 on FanDuel today. Could potentially see some blowout run. Clearly doesn't have anybody on the Houston team that can check him. I think he makes for an interesting play. The problem is he's already projected for 22% ownership. So I don't know if that's going to be the best option in a GPP. Pretty similar story on DraftKings. Wiseman doesn't have the same price benefit, but the starting five for Golden State stands out really well just because it doesn't get much better than facing Houston. It doesn't. I mean, and again, you just have to wonder if they're going to play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, which 
hopefully a little, <laughs> given what I think my exposures are going to be. For sure. But Houston could lose this game by 50 points, Josh. Yeah, I thought Atlanta would have done the same thing. And then that game was uh, tied going into the fourth. So. Yep. Atlanta just, they're just not good. I, I'm, it, John, John Collins got into foul trouble. He was dominating that basketball game and they got back into it when he wasn't out there. They're just, but they're not as, Atlanta should be better than they are. That's all I'm saying. They should be better than they are. Yeah, I agree. Look, no Hunter, no Reddish right now. I mean, they are a little dinged up. Bogdanovich was out for ages and ages. I don't know why they have Rondo. He's certainly not helping. They could use a backup point guard, but. I like Nate McMillan, though. I liked him when he was in Indy, and maybe he can right the ship. So it doesn't matter. I I laid the points on Atlanta. I got an awesome line on it the night before, but uh, for a second, it looked like I wasn't even going to cover the seven. Yeah. Yeah, it it got dicey. It did. And then they just kind of pulled away from it. But Josh, Houston, I'm going to do this again, just so everyone's on the same page. Okay. Victor Oladipo not expected to play on the second of a back-to-back. John yeah. Wall's out. David Nwab is out for an extended period of time. So is Eric Gordon. P.J. Tucker's not playing anymore. Yeah. Ben McLemore and Daniel House are both out, or questionable, sorry. And Christian Wood, his status is completely in the air. It's very possible that they could be down one, two, three, four, five, six. They could be down like eight players today. Yeah, so there's two things we need to touch on. One, none of those guys are technically questionable. Nothing for Houston is on the injury report. They played yesterday. We will not know this information anytime yep, soon. But I'm it just saying that because they didn't against. play yesterday. Right, right, right. No, I, uh, that's the same way that I would have said it. But just letting everybody know, there, there is no official, official injury designation on Houston yet because they played last night. Yep. Secondly, if those guys happen to be out, they only have seven active bodies. So one of those guys would have to just be active just so that they can play. doesn't mean that they see the floor, but if they are all not playing, one of them is still going to have to be active. So like if Christian, if they say that Christian Wood is active tonight and he doesn't start, you should probably assume that he's actually not playing. Yep. Neither here nor there. Yeah. And they did that with, the Sixers did that with Mike Scott, remember, uh-huh. earlier in the season because yeah. of COVID protocols. So, fortunately, Mike's, it doesn't matter when it comes to Mike Scott, but yeah. it's just a, a similar example of, of what we've seen. And I think you're right. You're spot on there. If Christian Wood is, is active and does not start, you know what to expect. But I'll tell you this much. You don't have to play him anyway. He's too expensive. Agreed. I will go right back to Kevin Porter Jr. again. And I don't care if they get blown out. I assume that he is just going to play a lot of minutes. He was kind of a reclamation project coming from Cleveland, you know, throwing shit food around the locker room. And they bring him over. They put him in the G League. They try and work this guy up instead of throwing him right into the mix or into the fire. And now you couldn't have a better opportunity just to at least get playing time than on this Houston team. So 41 minutes in regulation yesterday, Josh. And his price has come down on DraftKings to 6,800. I simply don't know how you get away from him without Wall, without Oladipo. He's going to have all of the usage in the world, even if he's not efficient. Yeah. So for caveat's sake, I have Christian Wood projected in for 24 minutes. I have Ben McLemore projected in for 20 minutes. And uh, I have Daniel House projected in for 24 minutes. Okay. So I've got all of those guys in for right now. Kevin Porter Jr. is the number one contender for me on FanDuel and DK. He's in 50% of optimals on FanDuel. He's in 36% of optimals on DraftKings. To me, he's unequivocally the best play on the slate. That's with everybody in. Right, right, right. 
feel free to lock people off and see how it changes. But Kevin Porter Jr. is a no-brainer option. Pace up spot against Golden State. Got to have him. Jay Sean Tate's projected for 30% ownership on FanDuel. That seems a little high to me, but I think that that is correct ownership if some of these guys end up being ruled out. I've got Tate in right now for 32 minutes. He's a 0.9 fantasy point per minute guy over the last 30 days. I think that's actually like a pretty good way to describe the current situation, given how many guys have been out for so long. That's about where I have him. But if those guys get ruled out, I can bump him a little bit more in minutes. I think that would be fine. I actually like Sterling Brown quite a bit, 4,800 on FanDuel, 4,600 on DraftKings. He tends to see big minutes one way or the other. Terrible fantasy point per minute guy, 0.67 over the past 30 days. He is a guy that's picking up quite a bit of ownership on DraftKings right now, 4,600 as a value option. Positions work really well for Sterling Brown. And then uh, KJ Martin is at 20% ownership on DraftKings, uh, 25 on FanDuel. Now this one I don't totally agree with unless people start getting ruled out. That's the only way you're going to be getting to him because FanDuel finally priced him up. So they didn't give the Karis Levert that kind of treatment, but Martin is now 5k on FanDuel and no longer a free square, or at least what you think would be a free square. So in summary, Kevin Porter is at the top of the heap for the whole slate, not even just for Houston, Brown, Tate. Those are the guys that I want to have my eye on most after that. And then we have to pay attention to the noobs. All right. Well said. I'm looking at it like this. If, if these guys sit, and Ben Malcolmore was a true game time decision. I, yeah. I yesterday, I think he plays. Same. I don't know about Daniel House, but he's dealing with that knee. I, I could see him sitting. So you're already down a lot, and we also don't know about Christian Wood. Like you said, if they're yeah. targeting this day, maybe he plays. Sure, but uh, he's not going to play a lot either, and he's exactly. eighty four and eighty five hundred. Christian Wood is fully unplayable on this slate. Don't even bother looking at him. But with Martin. He is getting a lot of minutes, and, and yesterday's game was was underwhelming, but mm. he's yeah. the first guy off the bench, and I, I think, what is he, closing at the five, right? Sure. I mean, well, he's closing. When Justin Patton's not on the Justin floor, Patton's pretty much everybody is all of the positions. That's what I'm saying. So Justin <laughs> Patton isn't out there, yeah. and he's not closing games. So Martin at 5,200, but like you said, I'd like to see all of these guys out. It would make life a little bit easier. Yeah. And if that's the case, you just forget about blowouts, forget about how these guys aren't good. None of that matters at all if nope. they are down to, to eight players. None of it matters at all. No, it, it's it's truly insane. And really, it, it's basically down to six because like Lamb and Mason Jones don't even seem to get a ton of minutes one way right. or the other. So, For sure. All right, let's get on to the next one. Four to go here. We've got San Antonio and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, as it stands, the Bulls, one-and-a-half-point home favorites, 222-and-a-half total. Anything you like from the Spurs side of the ball uh, on a day where they are once again without DeMar DeRozan and, of course, no more LaMarcus Aldridge either? Yeah, this one's a tricky one for me. I'm not really sure what I feel about this game. I thought I would like San Antonio a little bit more. I like him a little bit more on DraftKings than I do on FanDuel, but only DeJounte Murray is pro uh, projected in double digits in ownership on DK. I agree with it. Uh, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. Those are probably the two guys I would have my eye on most. I know people are still uh, a little bit mad at Derek White. It's not really a spot that I want to be. On FanDuel, I think Keldon Johnson at 4,800 is a guy that you probably need to have your eye on. But he's at 11% ownership. Derek White's at 11% ownership. DeJounte Murray's at 11% ownership. Jakob Pertl's at 10% ownership. It seems like the public feels the same way as I do. Uh, you can rotate through a couple of these San Antonio guys. None of them truly pop. 
<laughs> get it pop but yeah, anyway wow, uh, that was really great i can't really like advocate hard for someone from san antonio but i see their starters as rotational pieces in your lineups what about chicago or um, uh what, yeah, what about chicago so Levine is 8,900 and 8,800. We're seeing his price start to come down a little bit. I think that's pretty appealing. That said, I don't find him to be all that great of an option. I'd rather go all the way up to Harden or go all the way down to like Karis LeVert. Satoransky? Yeah, that's the only one that we can really talk about here. Satoransky, 3,800, starting point guard for the Bulls, projected for 23% ownership. That's exactly where I have him. One of the better value options on the slate. So long as he stays in the starting lineup, you can't really get away from him today as a value piece. Yeah, it's pretty simple. He's sub 4K on DraftKings, too. There's no reason he should be that cheap in the starting lineup, getting around 30 minutes. So uh, pretty easy decision there. What is his ownership? He's coming in at what? 23-4. 23-4? Yep. So that sounds about right. Yeah. 10 games. I, 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 20, 20.6 is what came out of my sim. So, you know, oh, you a half, another half point, and it's on the, on the mark. Miami and Memphis. Uh, I don't know how long we'll need to take on this one. 219 <laughs> total. Almost a pick of Miami laying one on the road. So, you know, it should be a competitive game. Jimmy Butler's played fantastic basketball. We've been saying that quite a bit lately. And yesterday, they're on the second of a back-to-back with a 28-point, 12-rebound, four-assist, 53-draftking point game. You want to pay him, you're going to be paying – or you want to play him, you're going to be paying a premium. Bam Adebayo came back yesterday, played right around 30 minutes. So – I, I don't know what to make of Miami today. Maybe you can kind of sort this one out for me. All right. So moving on, it's Hornets and Nuggets. Nuggets, six and a half point <laughs> favorites at home. No, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. The, yep. the most John ja Morant on DraftKings at 6% is the most frequent optimal lineup on either Miami or Memphis on FanDuel or DraftKings. The highest owned player of this entire game, 6.7% owned Bam Adebayo on FanDuel. Don't play anybody from Miami, Memphis. Honestly, uncheck the box in Fantasy Cruncher if you want. On DraftKings, the highest owned player from either of these teams is 4.6% Jonas Valanciunas, too. So Yep. And that, that is that is backed up by all of my data as well. I don't even I can't even find like one outlier potential option. It's truly remarkable. I, even on a 10-game slate, very seldom do you see a game that is this unknown. Yeah. And I don't think you need to get cute and try and find ways to work it in. It just, you don't need to, you don't need to. No. I can, could not be, could not be less interested in the game. But one thing you can do though, is see, sometimes things might not be DFS relevant, but they're always relevant from a betting angle. Now sure. there are certain games that I just don't have interest uh, in betting on. There are a lot of spots where, you know, I'm not personally someone that goes down the list. You know, a lot of people judge to give bets out. They'll give out, like sides for every single game on the slate. You could do that, but there's a lot of games I just don't like. I don't feel comfortable with. I don't have a good read on. If you do have good reads on these games, if you do have good reads on these player props, you got to check out No House Advantage. And even if you don't, well, all of the player projections, the player prop projections are free at awesomeo.com. The optimal lineups tool is free at awesomeo.com. And there's also a pretty solid sign-up bonus over at uh, no house advantage. All you have to do is download that app. I think so. Yeah, they're doing a $20 first match deposit bonus might even be 50. It was 50 yesterday it might actually be 50 still. If you use the promo code awesome, A W E S E M O 
They got NBA, MLB, NFL, PGA, all for cash prizes. It's a peer for peer to peer player prop platform in a contest form, like a GPP style, where basically the player props are your players that you would play on like DraftKings or a FanDuel. And well, there's a real edge right now. The, the props are static. So if it drops early in the day or the night before, um, the it never changes based on maybe volume that you would see the action on it from another site. It's the same prop as it was earlier in the day as it is leading up until lock. The projections are free at Osimo. The optimal lineups tool is free. And the $20 or $50, I'm not sure it's one. You can check. Uh, just using the promo code Osimo is also there for you. Download the app, No House Advantage. Beat your friends, not the house. All right, Josh, what are we doing with Charlotte and the Denver Nuggets? Well, we're going to treat Charlotte like they're playing a three-way dance against Miami and Memphis and play none of these guys. They're either overpriced because, uh, well, they're just all overpriced. The highest-owned player from Charlotte on either FanDuel or DraftKings is 5.9%-owned Gordon Hayward. The most that anyone showed up in one of my sims, 3.8% Gordon Hayward. I'm just going to go ahead and not play a single soul from the Charlotte Hornets today. That's easy enough. Okay, yeah. so we're don't on worry, it's about to get harder. Pretty easy stretch here. What about on the Denver side? Still no Monty Morris. They, you know, they got mostly everybody healthy at this point, outside of him and Gary Harris. Yeah. So Jamal Murray at sixty eight hundred, one point one fantasy points per minute over the past thirty days. I actually have him lower than that. Uh, he's a guy that I like to take flyers on pretty regularly, just because of his extreme scoring upside. But 11% owned, I'll get there. I like Jokic today, but I prefer Harden. I prefer Luka, and I prefer Giannis. So it's hard for me to really advocate too strongly for the fourth most expensive guy. But I do think he looks okay. The big piece we need to talk about is the rest of their rotation. So I don't find like Porter or Barton or Campazzo or anything all that interesting. But I did see a tweet yesterday that I thought was interesting from a, a Nuggets beat writer. Don't be surprised to see P.J. Dozier start in the Monty Morris spot in order to guard LaMelo Ball. And I thought that that was kind of interesting. I don't know how much I should read into that. I have Dozier at 24 minutes right now. He's not really much of a play. Flat minimum on FanDuel, 3,800 on DraftKings. But if we happen to see P.J. Dozier get a start here, and he does, we can project him instead of 24, maybe 28 minutes, I think he becomes like a, a mildly sneaky value play. Not a guy that you're just locking and loading like some of the other value plays we've seen. Like, I think I would still prefer Sadoransky over Dozier, but it might be an interesting pivot for ownership if you have a really chalky lineup otherwise. But I just thought that that tweet was kind of interesting. It is. The only the only thing is, if you know, you look at his permanent production on the season, what it, what's, his, what's his DraftKings points per minute? 0.83 over the past month. 0.83 over the past month. Then you factor in that he'd be playing alongside Jokic and, and he'd be playing yeah. alongside Jamal Murray. Yeah. So I, I just say, you know, set your expectations a little bit lower. The, the reason I personally would be more interested in Sadoransky is because I think he'd have a lot more ball handling responsibility, yep. whereas Dozier might just be out there to guard LaMelo and not really touch the ball. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, like it's not somebody that I want to get to crazily. I think that he would end up being under-owned and a, an interesting contrarian option in a large field GPP. That's really it. Uh, Murray and Jokic are the stars here. Uh, Campazzo for 3,700 though, I think he's another potential option as a value pivot that isn't picking up much ownership. You know, Denver is collectively is not getting really any ownership outside of Nikola Jokic, at least on DraftKings. I mean, they're all 5% or lower too. 
Yeah, and it's only Jokic and Murray on FanDuel. Same story for everybody else. There's not a lot of value out there on the Denver Nuggets. I mean, that's because, you know, Millsap's back. Jermichael Green's back. These guys are slightly overpriced. Yep. I mentioned it earlier in the show, by the way, Shamrock, uh, just one more time. It's over after today. The promo code Shamrock, uh, 50% off the entire first week of Awesome Plus. You can get these ownership projections, player projections, all of our tools, uh, everything on the site, 50% off if you go to awesome.com slash promo. So check that out. Had some big winners yesterday on FanDuel, Josh, with the Awesome logos. Oh, dude, we cleaned up. I, I mean, I didn't personally clean up. I just sort of like rearranged my stuff. We had some a people day. I did, but we we cleaned up. I mean, seeing Alex and Tom in the top 10, like it's always good to see that. I prefer it was me and I could wave down to them, but it didn't happen. <laughs> but also a lot of su- like awesome subs yeah. with the avatars that I was what I was looking at. Uh, I know Scoops was up there at some point in time. I know I saw a couple others. Um, and again, the, the, the number one guy, different badge, but he was in my process show chat this morning. Number two, Wade, I don't think that he has the Osmo badge on there, but he's a regular and def, I can guarantee a premium sub. So uh, good day for the Osmo.com website on FanDuel yesterday. Damn right it was. Join the team. And I always mention this, sometimes I forget, but if you want, if you do sign up, join our Slack chat too. There's a lot to be gained from that. Hell, we even have a premium Top Shots channel. But uh the the office hours is, is really helpful. You have guys like Josh, like Alex, like uh, Steve Buzzard, Sean's on now. Some really, really sharp guys uh, outside of Josh, but he's there too. Uh, answering your questions in a more intimate setting, trying to, uh, you know, help you out and fine tune your game. And I'm just- I'm there, I'm there every, th- every Thursday, one o'clock, my office hours. Yep. So, uh, ben Rossa jumps in as well. So yeah, I, I know it helps a lot of people. Clippers, Dallas, this is the last one. How about this timing, man? I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I'm going to leave this show, and uh, I'm going to go get a haircut. All right. I'd say thanks to Memphis and Miami and Charlotte for literally giving us two seconds on the last couple of games. Yeah, Clippers, this is probably two- the fastest show we've ever done 10 games on. I think so. Plus, we didn't even start the first game until 12 minutes after the hour. I know. I'm pro- Look at us growing up. <laughs> Look at you. We're learning how to be efficient. Yeah. Uh, Serge Ibaka questionable. Patrick Beverly remains out on this road trip. If Ibaka doesn't play, I know there was a lot of questions about this. Really, the easy answer was just play Zubat's last time out because that game before that had so many externalities that kept him from getting additional run. He played 35 minutes in this same matchup. 4,500 if Ibaka doesn't play. I mean, Josh, I know that his per-minute production wasn't exactly stellar, but it was close to one per minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I will go directly back to Avica Zubats here if Serge Ibaka's out. Yeah, as would I. Uh, but I think the big piece that we need to pay attention to, Marcus Morris, 3,700 on FanDuel, 4,100 on DraftKings, and moved into the starting lineup for Batum for the yeah. first time, basically for the season. Uh, it had been Batum basically the entire run. Yeah, I made um, some late swaps to get him in because that was one of those weird slates where value was all kind of just scattered and there was nothing yeah. great. So let's let's start here. Paul George is 7,600 on FanDuel. That's a fantastic value. It's projected for 18% ownership. That is completely valid. You should probably have about 20% of Paul George in GPPs. Kawhi, a little bit less interesting. Just not that kind of GPP play. Um, Paul George also looks okay on FanDuel. The real guy that we need to talk about is Morris. And look, here's the deal. He's terrible from a fantasy perspective. 0.76 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days that's what i haven't projected for today he's actually 0.84 in my model but i think that's a little different when you're running next to george and leonard regularly 
But if he's playing 30 minutes, like that's a value play you cannot get away from. $200 above the minimum on FanDuel. 4100 is not the best price tag in the world on DraftKings, but for reasons unbeknownst to me, we're only projecting him for 5% ownership. So that seems like a really nice contrarian value option on DK. I'm with you. I assume he starts again, right? I don't see why he wouldn't. It's the same matchup. Uh, and Unless they only want him to start if Abaka isn't healthy? But that doesn't make sense to me. So. Yeah, I don't think that would be the case either. They won by 10 in the same matchup against Dallas. Why change? So, you know, why fix it if it ain't broken? Right. Plus, Nicholas Batum, sure, is he okay? Kind of like semi-scrappy defender. Yeah, but you're not you're not missing much, I'll tell you that much. But, I mean, Zubats, though, Josh, he's $4,500 on draft. Like, if Ibaka yeah. sits and you're getting 30-plus, maybe 35 minutes even – from a from your starting center that's hard to get away from yeah i I don't i don't really see a scenario where you like even if you just give him 30 minutes uh, zubach is going to be one of the better center plays on the slate um i I believe tom is the one that shouted it much to probably some people's chagrin too uh tom flew into the uh, nba breaking news channel when all of that came out and was like look here's the deal avicha zubach is about to be a fantastic play you guys should be late swapping this stuff tag the channel and everything. That's the kind of stuff you're getting. That, that, that's the top of the spear of Osimo, man. It's him and it's Alex, and he's flying in and late-breaking news and letting right? everybody know. I was going to say, we had the, we had the CEO coming in to, yeah. to, throw, to throw out DFS analysis. That's all. By the way, Tom's like a top 10-ranked player. He's phenomenal. Right, he's more like top 15. <laughs> Is he top 15 now? Okay. I, I, I truly oh, okay. have no but idea, good. but it just – that it, was it, good. Seemed, it seemed fitting. That he, was good. Tom's more like Jimmy Butler. So Alex is more like what? Middleton? Chris Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's number one. No, and I you mean, know the, the crazy Alex, thing, is, Alex is LeBron. <laughs> yeah, right. 1-800-EDDIE. Uh, everyone always thought it was the, the former Eddie Fear that worked here. But this, this the 1-800-EDDIE that you see atop all of these leaderboards all the time, uh, he's a behind-the-scenes guy. That you know awesome. What? Eddie's probably Chris Middleton. Nobody understands it. And nobody really pays attention to it enough, but that but dude is ultra good. underrated and highly ranked. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. He, man, you see him winning a lot of stuff too. So it's yeah. pretty cool. The team that's been assembled here. And while those guys are giving out information, you have to keep in mind, they're the ones that are helping to build these tools and, and yeah. formulate what type of content and, and tools and, and everything it takes to win at DFS. So you might not hear their voices, but it's nice to know that like legitimate big time winning players are behind the scenes, formulating and molding what we have at Osimo. And not just that the stable's getting bigger. We're lo- locking and loading on like, uh, we're turning into the NWO of DFS, man. We're, we're just do devil horns. No, I'm throwing up the two sweet, baby. We're, we're turning into the premier stable of DFS players. We're slowly but surely adding top 20 player after top 20 player after top 20 player. It's crazy. It's crazy. Maybe you're we're loaded. And you know what? We didn't even say Adam's name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Rinpack. Rinpack, too. Look, or Rinpack. Yeah. Well, I was, we was talking about guys behind the scenes. Sure, yeah. sure. The, the brand is strong right now. Anything else for the Clippers? No. What about on the other side for Dallas? 
No, it's close this out. It's pretty easy. Uh, feel free to play a lot of Luka Doncic on FanDuel at 10200 That is a very nice price tag. Not at all worried about the Clippers. I, I am a little concerned about Luka's performance. 1.36 FanDuel points per minute over the past 30 days. That's a bit lower than his normal rates. It's actually 0.15 below where I have him just as my baseline. That said, happy to have about 20% of Luka Doncic. Porzingis, probably a little bit too expensive for me. Um, I get... Like I, nobody else is showing up in more than like 5%. No one's getting any ownership on this team. If we ignore Luca, the highest owned player is Porzingis at 5%. So there's not much there for Dallas right now other than Luca. There's really not. And then we covered it. And a lot of these games, the first half of this slate is where a lot of the, the good stuff is coming from. So stick around throughout the day. We've got so much more coming up. Uh, we've got the we got PGA coming up already, right? I believe yeah. so. We've got some PGA action, Josh. Dude, right? We have eight hours of coverage on our channel today, starting at three o'clock. Yeah, it's amazing. PGA Live before lock is at nine oh five, which is great because you have NBA Live or you have the tip off at four p.m. Eastern, followed by the deeper dive at four forty five, followed by Live before lock at six. Then the March Madness bracket selection with Ben Ross and Matt Kajewski. Then the NBA late slate swap and sweat at 8 p.m. Followed by PJ live before lock at 9.05. Are you kidding me? I mean, you can't do it any different than here. Oh, and you have the NHL strategy show at 3 o'clock as well. You got Josh's article or uh, contenders videos that are up. His process show, if you missed that, was uh, early this morning at 6 a.m. It's, a one-st- it's truly a one-stop shop for DFS content at this point on the YouTubes. Yeah, uh, I mentioned Tom flying into the NBA breaking news channel to let everybody know about Zubach, but he was picturing us being like a 24-hour DFS site in the past, and we are slowly getting there. Again, eight straight hours of video coming up on the YouTube channel. Jordan Klein going to get a callus on his index finger for this one, but uh, it's going to be a good time. As long as he keeps the camera on so he's not callousing anything else. Subscribe to the channel. Please hit that subscribe so you always know when new content's dropping next. And hit that like button. Only 146, Josh, around 600 watching. I feel like maybe we, we should do better. We should probably change the roles for this show so it gets more likes. I mean, I guess that's possible. And I guess if you bludgeon people over the head long enough, they will comply. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look, I'll do whatever I have to do as long as I don't have to make the run sheet first. We'll see you guys back here soon. Thanks for watching the Strategy Show presented by No House Advantage.